G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Update. Very much in the pre-party era at the moment. Yes, we are in that. We had two during the week, one in Tel Aviv and of course the big one in Madrid last night. Of course, and this is all happening during Easter, of course. So, happy Easter, is that what you say? Yes, I believe you do, for those who are celebrating. Well, let's talk about the pre-party that was in Madrid this weekend. Now, this is quite exciting because this was Voyager's first appearance over in Europe. Yes, and the first time we've had an Australian at the Spanish pre-party, so a bit of new ground broken for us. Exactly. Now, they were just introduced on the Friday night and they had such a great reception, but they performed Saturday night in Europe. Uh, Let's take a little bit of a listen to them doing Promise. Your side Promise me it's gonna Promise me it's gonna be There's certainly quite a lot of energy around the whole performance and in the crowd. What did you think of it? Yeah, very impressive. They did Dreamer and Promise. Uh, Both got a very, very good reception from the crowd. Good energy. They just seem like they're enjoying themselves so much, and I'm, I'm really stoked for them. Oh yeah, the energy that they have and the way that Danny just runs around the uh, the stage the whole time. I felt sorry for the lighting guy who was trying to keep up with him going <laughs> back and forth the whole time. But the crowd was really into it. They performed it really well. They sounded great. And my God, the amount of comments on Twitter that I saw about people going, oh wow, Australia is really good. Oh, they're going up. They're definitely qualifying. It's like... What did you think was going to happen? Did you not watch um, Australia Decides last year? They were always going to bring it live. Yeah, they did bring a very, very good amount of energy. They were probably, I would have said, middle of the running order there. So it did add a really good pop of energy to the whole thing. And I thought they were excellent. Very, very good. And they've just loved being, you can just tell they've been meeting up with people almost. Remember, they're kind of almost Eurovision fans themselves. I saw uh, Danny doing stuff with uh, Karia from uh, Finland, you know, singing in Finnish and all sorts of stuff. So they seem to be just absolutely loving the entire experience. Yeah. And off to Amsterdam later next week, I believe, as well for another performance. Exactly. Great ambassadors for Australia. Loving this approach going over to, to Eurovision. All right, well, it was the first time we saw Voyager before Promise, but there was a lot of artists we saw for the first time. Right, let's talk about Austria. Um, Who the hell is Edgar? Mm. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of chat about this, but the first time we saw them um, live. Yes, well, if there was ever any doubt that they could sing the song, that is well and truly gone. They were very, very good vocally. It's an odd song, I guess, as a performance-wise, but um, yeah, well, I guess we'll see what the staging package is in Liverpool. But obviously, they looked like they were having fun. The crowd absolutely loved it. And I thought they did a very, very good job vocally. Yeah, exactly. I think it was they were fantastic. The crowd, you're right, they they just adored this. And it was right towards the end, was it? Was it third last? About I third think? last coming up. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, even the, the, the organizers knew how popular this would be. I think it does show, um, though, that like they will have a challenge about staging this because you know they did get to move around a little bit and everything but they can make something work here for sure yeah i'm hoping there is some sort of narrative they have to the staging because i think that (laughs) will make it work otherwise it could just be a bit of a catchy kind of cheesy little song with a couple of people singing it so it's you've got to capture the attention and somehow get that message across 
Yeah, now looking forward to seeing what they do. All right, then we also had, uh, let's talk about Netherlands. So Netherlands was the first time we saw them perform their song. Hmm. So some interesting comments on this one. I saw them pretty much getting trashed on Twitter saying that the vocals were terrible, etc. I didn't think so at all. I thought they were quite good. Um, you know, obviously there's some room for tightening, etc. But I thought they could sing the song. It's an odd dynamic and chemistry between them a little bit but at the same token i do think it works it works yeah i think we've got to remember here we know that like these are pre-parties with <laughs> like no one sounds amazing other than like the most amazing like blanca paloma sounds amazing every week but i mean pretty <laughs> much other than her you know without a, like you know the production quality of things without decent sound mixing it's not in a kind of eurovision thing so remember all the people last year they sounded pretty damn good by the time we got to Turin. most of them yeah absolutely and there was some uh technical issues at the party most uh, well i saw most of the performers ripping out their in-ears uh, so obviously that was an issue there there was some mic level issues I know for example uh, Moldova you could barely hear him uh, and um, yeah a few little little gremlins here and there so you just can't take too much out of it yeah it's a live crowd performance it's not for us to watch it on YouTube like we do mm. that's just a secondary part of it now for the Netherlands I thought it was fine I, I do think I can understand why people had um, question marks about the vocal but that's because it relies on it so much and when they're absolutely going for it in that kind of environment of the sound quality it was always going to not sound perfect mm. but I do think it definitely shows that this is a song that is going to really rely and live and die on how good that vocal is so they do have to nail it because without that you know I still have some question marks about the whole entry yeah I, I agree it is imperative that they get that vocal correct because it is the big duet ballad so mm. you've got to be spot on with that and i'm sure they'll be better for the run oh for sure this is the whole point of doing these parties mm. so yeah don't panic yet i think um they're still looking like a, a good solid song there all right france as well évidemment i think a lot of people were excited to see her perform yeah, I think there was a lot of excitement to see her. And to be honest, I thought she did a very, very good job of it. Um, once again, probably I would have liked the vocal mix coming through the TV screen to be a little louder, but she hit all the notes that she should have. She gave it a little bit of a performance without going over the top. So yeah, I was quite impressed. I thought it was very good from Lasara. Yeah, she definitely hit that big, most important note that she has throughout the whole thing. Because we're kind of watching, and I was like, oh, and this is the vocal mixing issue. I was like, oh, there's not a lot of power coming through. And then, boom, she hit that. Mm. And I was like, great. It's also just interesting to hear her vocal style. There's a lot of chanson uh, sound in the way that she delivers that vocal, which mm. is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, it was just nice to hear live vocals of things we only hear the studio of. Yeah, she's an interesting character too, just watching her doing some of the introductions, etc. She's got, um, you know, you can see what she's thinking on her face. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm going to put, put it that way, Dale. I'm here for that kind of artist. She's a queen. Likewise. All right, Armenia mm. also um, performed as well. I thought she did a good job. Yeah, because it's an interesting song. I, I don't think it's a song that probably suits that kind of party atmosphere, but she did a really, really good job of it. Um, the vocal was very nice, particularly at the start. I'm not too keen on that rap bit, but the whole thing seems to work. Yeah, hmm. no, I thought I thought she did a, a good job overall. Hmm. Now, is there any other performances that are, you want to... Um, talk about that took part look i gotta we've got to talk about the two favorites i guess finland karia um fantastic performance the energy in the room the crowd just went bananas for him 
Yeah, I think that's a big thing you pick up from these pre-parties are the songs that just are gonna go off in the stadium. Now, whether that translates to public Te- vote, that's another vote. thing. Mm, we'll see. But I think Cha 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 was just brilliant. Like that crowd was going nuts. The crowd in Liverpool are gonna go insane for mm. Cha Cha Cha. And I think it reiterated for me also, he doesn't need to be 100% spot on with the vocal with this. Nah. It's just about the vibe and the craziness and, and, and his performance more than it is the singing itself. So, yeah, terrific. And you could just see the crowd absolutely loved it. And just quickly going back to Voyage on that, that was the same thing for that vocal part of the chorus, which isn't words. It's just like the... Oh. The chanting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that was... um that The crowd loved that. And they just sang along to every bit of that so it shows that does definitely work mm. now of course sweden yes. uh loren she went and she did both euphoria and tattoo obviously no um panini press going no. on or sandwich press but uh the crowd still loved her top notch really really top notch vocals there apparently there was something going on with like a the auto tune apparently kicked in for the second half of the second song or something i didn't even notice look i thought she was great she is such a supreme kind of vocalist it, it's it was really, really good to watch. And yeah, you're thinking jury vote, jury vote, jury vote. Well, I was, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's the way she commands herself and walks around. She is the queen of Eurovision. and But at the same time, she's so she comes across as this, like, like uh, almost like predator in her. Like, she's this, like, as in, like, in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. she's, the presence she has, like, she's just going to eat up the competition. But she's so humble and lovely. Mm-hmm. And it was a really nice moment for Cardia and uh, Loren to meet each other. And they, you know, did a whole thing for the cameras with it. And they loved it. And Cardia was playing on it in social media, basically saying Loren was telling him if she's going to win. <laughs> he, she yeah. wasn't saying that. But it was just fun to see the two big rivals not be rivals. Yeah, of course. Well, that's only rivals in betting at this stage, isn't it? But they are the two front runners, so uh, it was nice to see them interact. And yeah, I'm sure they will be in Liverpool as well. That is half the fun of these pre-parties, watching all these Eurovision artists meet for the first time. And when we hear from them, this is part of what they love. They love going over there, mm. meeting and getting to know everybody because that's part of it for them, not yep. just the competition. And doing those gigs, getting up close with the fans and getting that energy uh, and feedback for them because I think it's a, a really good thing. All right, just another couple of quick ones that took place during Tel Aviv um, last week and a little bit this week. There was Azerbaijan and Switzerland we mm. saw for the first time. Yes, um, Azerbaijan, look, it was just pretty much a, a bit of a impromptu, no, I'm going to say impromptu, very informal kind of performance. They got up there with their guitars and, and sang the song. I thought they were quite good. And Switzerland, wow, what a vocal. This guy, I always thought he you know, had a good uh, vocal on his studio track and he showed he can well and truly deliver that live. So... Just a shame about the song, really, (laughs) because the boy can sing, that's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, we shall wait for our review and rank and Mm. tell you where we think of Switzerland. That's not too far away. Is all that second semi-final. I I forgot what semi's in. Uh, Who knows? Not paying much attention to Switzerland. (laughs) Sorry about that. But um, yeah, no, a good a good weekend, particularly Madrid. Wonderful pre-party. Yeah, absolutely. And one more, I'll just quickly mention again, Georgia. It just seems to really come across well live mm-hmm. and I did have my doubts because there's a bit going on in that song but she's she's good she's really really good really gone up in my estimation and Estonia as well mm. always nails it I must say so yeah some interesting ones there yes off to Amsterdam next week well also next week is the OGAE Australia Eurovision 
preview parties that are taking place in Sydney on Friday and Brisbane, here in Brisbane, on Saturday night where we will be there. But more importantly, Brooke from Ireland will be performing at those events as well. Yeah, it should be two great parties, Friday and Saturday night. So if you don't have tickets, I think they're still available there for Sydney. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and definitely some here for Brisbane as well. So get down and get them. Exactly. So we had a chance to talk to Brooke during the week because obviously she's being already all across Australia in Perth and in Melbourne and Adelaide. She's quite the character. Um, We've got the full interview up on YouTube after this podcast goes out. So it'll be up in the next 24 Four hours, but here is a good little snippet, a few minutes of us having a chat to Brooke. Slightly off topic, uh, back to like when you were doing your shows, you obviously got to catch up with a couple of the artists. Oh, yeah. Sheldon, Sheldon Riley, obviously someone that you did Eurovision with last year. Was it nice to connect with someone who went through the same experience as you did? But like me and Sheldon haven't stopped talking since the since the Eurovision ended last year. So we actually met in London and he was just, he didn't understand me. Like it was like, who made you <laughs> in a factory? <laughs> You're the most messed up person I've ever met. And I'm like, Sheldon, baby, like we can, we can, like he honestly is the funniest person ever. And he's been so good to me. So good to me since I've been here. Spending time with him in Melbourne was one of the highlights, definitely. He's just an artist and you know what's so funny we were I was performing in Melbourne and he was at the back of the room so I couldn't see him but I came off stage and he was like you can you can actually sing I'm so impressed (laughs) that stretch doesn't really show off your vocals too much so the fact that I got that compliment was like Jesus telling me I was you know I don't know, <laughs> the Messiah. That's, that's kind of like a backhanded compliment in a way, no, I guess. It but, is. Uh, it's but a that's lovely compliment. No, it is. <laughs> you know it's genuine. You know it's genuine, don't you? He, he never lies to me. Yeah. He never lies to me. <laughs> and on the, other, on the flip side, you would have got to meet Voyager over in Perth, who are on their yeah. way to go and do Eurovision. Did you, uh, did you have any advice for them? Uh, he actually asked me yeah look them boys are so lovely and they show up for it obviously it's their second time they've been trying to get there for a few years massive Eurovision fans they're gonna be incredible and I can I love their song like it's so good so good so yeah no them boys were incredible and I just says to them look it's gonna be over before you know it and if you don't do everything that you can you'll be annoyed at yourself so just say yes to everything indulge in the people around you and just lap it up like there's no advice because I said to them look are you will you be nervous going on stage and they said no we've been doing this our whole lives and I said well then the only thing you have to do is enjoy it because that's the thing that transpires most and talking about Eurovision last year, you had that absolutely banging pop song. We mm. loved it. Australia, the, the public in Australia, I think, gave eight points from memory. Um, looking back on it a year later, um, how was that whole experience for you? And do you feel like it was a really good thing for your career in the long run? I wouldn't change anything I've ever done. Like everything has just been perfect and shaping me as a performer, shaping me as a person and the Eurovision is the like I owe a lot of myself to Eurovision now because I had all that music that we released after way before Eurovision was even there but I knew nobody want nobody cared or wanted to hear what I had to say so Eurovision gave me the, the opportunity to show people both sides of me like the, the artist and the person and people like that I guess so it's just been a it's been one it's been something I'll never forget and I mean, in the future, hopefully something I can be a part of. 
and talking about the show, so obviously you've got Sydney coming up on Friday the 14th and Brisbane on the 15th, Brisbane where we are. Um, what can people expect from your performance at going to the parties? What can they expect? You can expect a really fun, really fun, energetic performance because that's, I've got my dancers and they add so much, like so much. They, Marty and Adrian, the interaction with the boys is just incredible. You'll feel the energy in the room. Like as soon as, as soon as we get up the dance floor, just you have to be on it or you're not allowed back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds good. We can't wait to see it. And I did hear a rumour that mm. you might want to do a shoey during your time here. Have you done a uh, shoey yet? Are you going to do a shoey? <laughs> my shoes are rotten is the problem. So, like, I, I, if, my, if I bought new shoes, I would do it. And then I'm like, well, Ronan had just washed his, and I was like, yeah, but then you'd be walking around with a soggy foot all night. So I don't <laughs> know what where the balance is. Maybe if someone brings a shoe that's clean to the show, I'll do a shoe. I don't care. We'll do, we'll we'll make sure there's one in Brisbane that's clean for you. We'll get a we'll get ah! some. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll, we what have a way to, to close. Oh, okay, so I'm in. Well, what a fantastic person Brooke Scullion is, isn't she? She's just a ball of energy and just so warm and engaging. Look, I do love that bit about Sheldon saying, oh, look, you can sing. <laughs> sure, he didn't mean it that way, but uh, she took it as a compliment and that's good. And also the shoey thing. Oh, gosh. Can we just not? It's so gross. Hey, well, she wants to do one. She can She can do it. True. But look, the thing is, I love that. And I love the relationship she obviously has with Sheldon. And you're right. She is just so a ball of energy, so positive and lovely. And I tell you, like, you might have an organized list of questions, but you end up going all over the place because she will just take you into places that you didn't expect to do in an interview. But that's, that's fun. Mm. And that's great. So we'll have the full interview up. She talks about all her Australian experience so far including a lot about Steve Irwin randomly. <laughs> and also, the it sounds like this show's fun. She's there, she's got the dancers, it's all about having a party, so I'm really looking forward to these preview parties. Yep, get your tickets and come along to Sydney and Brisbane this week. Well, Brooke wasn't the only Eurovision act we spoke to during the week. Uh, Kyriakos spoke to Victor from Greece and had a great little interview with him. Yes, it was a very good interview there from Kyriakos, and and Victor's a very well-spoken young man, I've got to say. Very, very impressive young artist. Well, let's have a listen to some of the interview um, Kyriakos did with him now. Now, I've uh, seen other interviews that you mentioned that the original song was four minutes. And I know artists usually find it difficult to cut up something precious like a song you've created. Um, Was it a challenge for you to cut your song uh, to suit Eurovision? (laughs) Good question. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, First, I was like, you know what? No, 340. It was at four minutes and like 13 seconds. And then it went to 345. I was like, I'm not changing it anymore. (laughs) I'll have to make an exception. Not happening. And I was like, I can't go to Eurovision with this. Um, but then, I, I don't know, just one day I, I sat down and it just, it's like my, my hands were robot robotic. Yep. I saved my old project, but I, I just I just did that. I did, I did, and I created the arrangement as it was now. And it just, it, it just sparked, you know. It used to be having, so the, the last chorus, the last anthemic chorus was double. Uh-huh. And the... Chorus number one was also in, in the place that now after the second pre-chorus, that was chorus number one again, but twice. So it was twice to that and then twice to the to the last part, which was quite cool. But I, I think this version is actually a lot better. Maybe I'll release an extended version at some point just to 
to open up it a little more, but I, I like this version now too. Do you have any advice for any other young or up-and-coming artists like yourself that um, dream about going to Eurovision? Write a good song. Write <laughs> right, right a good song in, for, for, for anything. I mean, for Eurovision, that, that, that would be the criteria. That's why I really like the idea of going to Eurovision. I mean, that, I, I just, I really, songwriting has always been my strong suit but, and what I love doing the most. So I was like, hey, finally, a contest that's about the song. It's a song contest. I was like, yay, this is the thing for me. Let me go write a song. I'd written the song already. It wasn't for Eurovision, but I mean, this is what I like. I, I liked it because it was about the music. So just write as much as possible. It's about, it's about like perfecting your pen as an, as an artist. As we were saying before, the write as much as you as you can theory. Just write as much as you can. Try to get as uh, as good as possible with uh, at writing. So, Victor, you're competing in uh, semi-final two, the same semi-final as Cyprus, who's being represented yes. by Australia's own Andrew Lambrew. And we've been following Andrew since he competed at Eurovision Australia Decides last year. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you met him at, in Athens. Um, how did you go with Andrew and what do you think of his song? He's a really great guy. I really enjoyed meeting him. Uh, can't wait to see him in Liverpool as well. I'm sure we're going to have some fun times. Uh, yeah, I, I wish the best for him and for Cyprus. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it all worked out. Uh, and yeah, I like the song. It's 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 definitely good. R- really great production. I think it's very high quality, and I hope it does well. Now, I just love the advice he gave to the young people there. Write a good song. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm all here for it. Just drop a truth bomb. No, yeah. but like, there's it's good. He's I, what I was really impressed with. He's got a very adult um, head on his shoulders, doesn't he? For 16, mm. he comes across very mature. Yeah, very much so. Um, obviously, he's met Andrew Lambrew as well, so they hopefully a bit of a budding friendship going on there. But uh, and about cutting his song down, very interesting as well. I can't imagine what it's like. It would be like almost like painting a painting and then being told, oh, by the way, chop half of it off, kind of thing. It would be kind of difficult. Yeah, exactly. It's always such an interesting um, process that I remember Kiri having to talk to, I think it might have even been Voyager last year for Australia Decides about cutting that back. And I think he, I think he asked it originally last year about like, it must be like having a baby and then having to cut it up and realize what it sounded like. So he asked the question a lot better this time around. But Kiri always does great interviews. The interview is definitely worth watching and listening to for the whole lot of that one. So you can check that out on our YouTube channel. Well, speaking of Andrew Lambrew, um, he was obviously just mentioned in that interview last time. We're obviously doing our weekly check-in with him to see uh, what his journey is like about preparing for Liverpool. Let's check in and see what he has to say this week. Hey, Aussie Vision, it's Andrew Lambrew again, and what a week it has been. We've hit some milestones this week. Break a Broken Heart hit 1 million streams, which is so, so exciting. I want to say a huge thank you to you guys for the post that you did. It was actually the first thing that I saw in the morning. I woke up, saw your post, and we hit a million streams, so I was very, very happy. We've also hit 700,000 followers on TikTok, which is mind-blowing. I can't even wrap my head around that, so that's fantastic news as well. And I had some fantastic interviews this week. Had an interview with the official Eurovision podcast, um, and that was just really Really great. Got to know a little bit more about me uh, and my personal side in that interview, um, which is something that I love for people to understand and know what I'm like at home. I am prepping for a very special Aussie performance this week, um, which is 
to be seen very soon. So that is very exciting. And I've also been spending a lot of time with my family. It's uh, coming up very close to Orthodox Easter, which is a very big event in my family. And uh, we made some traditional Cypriot dishes prepping for Easter, one of which is called flowness. I uh, had my grandparents over, had my cousins, had everyone over, and we were all sitting at the table baking. So we had a giant bake day preparing for Greek Easter, which is super fantastic. And I've eaten way too much already. So that is a bit of a concern, but I'll do my best to uh, not eat too much up until Eurovision. And it's just been really great to be surrounded by the family continuing with the interviews, continuing with my practice. I've been having some lessons with the amazing Laurel from Sweden who actually uh, competed in the Melodian Festival. Is is that how I say it? I believe it is. Um, And it's just been a really great week and it's getting close now. It's super exciting. So I'm happy to just keep working hard at my prep, uh, working hard for myself and for Cyprus and for everyone that's cheering me on. And I look forward to what's ahead. Well, great to hear another update there from Andrew. I've got to say, he sounds fairly chipper there today too, doesn't he? Yeah, he sounds pumped. It's been obviously a big week for him. That's a massive milestone. Glad to hear that it was the Ausvision post that he saw that was Kyriakos putting it together, who does a great job, um, particularly on our Instagram account. And it sounds like he's kicking some goals on TikTok too. 700,000. Wow, yeah, that's good, huge. Good stuff. And obviously he's uh, preparing for his Orthodox Easter with his family. So it sounds like family time is really important to him as well. And obviously he'll be going away to Europe for quite a while. So I'm sure they're happy spending time with him. I'm glad Andrew's eaten too much as well. Because after the Easter today of the chocolate eggs and the hot cross buns, if Andrew Lambrew can eat too much, that means I can eat too much as well. Yes, and he's <laughs> been uh, doing some work with Laurel Barker, of yeah. course. Famous from her Melody Festival and performance this year, among other things. Yeah, and she's worked with so many Eurovision artists in the past. So, yeah, nice to get that little bit of tidbit of information. Yeah, it sounds like the preparations are going well. Yes, and of course, there's a bit of an Aussie performance at some point this week. We'll have to look out for that one. Mm. Our final segment this week is all about our Patreons. Now, these are the amazing people who support the AussieVision podcast and the sites and everything we do. Without them, it would be pretty much impossible to do what we do. So uh, we do a poll every year where we ask them what their favorite songs are. So we have the podcast jury results from the patrons, and we're going to look at the top three. We'll just say what third and second is, and then reveal the winner and hear from a couple of them. So the patrons, third place, Austria. What a shock. <laughs> no, you can see this is very much a fan favourite in the studio at the moment, isn't it? So um, I'm not surprised this one is uh, getting a, a podium. Yeah, and it wasn't too far off second place. And I must say the mix of nationalities is quite strong in the patrons. It's not just all Aussies. There's a lot of Brits, some Americans, a Ooh. few smatterings of Europeans amongst there as well. So third place for Austria, just ahead of Austria, not by too much, was Sweden. So, Lorraine not taking out the crown with the patrons. Yeah, interesting one. I mean, you should be very, very popular. But uh, second spot, no problem with that. Exactly. Right, well, that means our winner. And it was quite a comfortable win. A lot of love for this song. It's Garia with Cha Cha Cha. 
kaksi käsikkiä, niin juomista niinku. Those of you who've heard our review and rank uh, episode on Finland, it is my number one also, and also I've predicted it to win Eurovision, so I am not surprised that our Patreon jury has put this in first place. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, first with the Patreons is pretty impressive. I was more impressed about the manner of how comfortable it was as well. So we're actually going to hear from a couple of our really great supporters on Patreon about their thoughts on Finland. We're going to hear from David and we're going to hear from Elliot. I remember when I first heard Cha Cha Cha, I thought, what the hell is this rock, rap and pop mashup of genres? But I was transfixed by it. And by the end of it, I was bopping along to it, and I hit replay as soon as it finished playing. I would find myself just chanting cha-cha-cha all the time. There's a lot of elements going on here, and it should not work, but it's all produced in a way where all the elements are allowed to shine, each part of them. This is going to go off in the arena, I'm so excited to see this live. My only concern with this is how will the jury treat this, because it's absolutely walking the televote. And certainly a potential winner. And I would love to go to Finland next year. Finland, um, this shouldn't work, but it does. Kerelia is a enthusiastic, overzealous performer. As a dancer myself, having a song called Cha 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 with actual Cha Cha in there is great fun. And I love that little touch. But yeah, again, it's one of them which shouldn't work, but it does. And even like the songs which are halfway through in the past, we've seen that fail horrifically with some songs but this seems to work and him being such an emphatic and lovable performer does make this a contender for the win um i can't deny that well great to hear from both david and elliot there interesting that they say that really the song shouldn't work and i kind of get where they're coming from if you told me beforehand oh it's going to have these elements and all crashed into a three-minute song. I'll be like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but it all does come together, and it is all very cohesive in the end. I agree. I can see it storming the televo there, David. Very, very much so. Yeah, I think it was all very much around the uh, performer of Cardio himself and mm. the fact. Yeah, I love they both pretty much said the same. It's like, this shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> and I think that's the way people feel about it. It definitely has that wild card element. And now also Elliot is a very um, successful uh, ballroom dancer in Ooh. the UK. So he gives the cha-cha-cha part the uh, thumbs up on that side. So that's great to hear from them. Right, well, that's a wrap for the week. A lot of pre-party stuff going on. We're starting to chat to a lot of great Eurovision artists. And we'll be back next week, the day after the Brisbane Eurovision party. So we'll see what state we're in. Yes, we'll see how the voices are holding up. And plus, we've also got quite a few review and ranks coming up throughout the week as well. Exactly, yes. Check out our review and rank series. Um, they'll all be out. We're, we're almost finished up with semi-final one, and then we'll move on to semi-final two, and we've done the whole big five and uh, hosts Ukraine. So yes. do check it out, and we're looking forward to Brisbane next week, and must say, on top of Emma and Steve flying up from Melbourne, also one of our contributors, which I missed off, missed off last week, Leith is flying up as well, and we can't wait to see Leith. It'll be a great weekend, and if we lose our voices... 
we won't be recording <laughs> like we used to with Australia Designs. Like you used to make me do, Dale. Uh, yes, looking forward to the guys coming up uh, to Brisbane. It should be a great party. All right, well, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. See you later. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.